Morning Liberty. Well, hey, what's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me today is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. He's been sitting here waiting on me for 40 minutes now, and I finally showed up. How's it going today, Chuck? That's right. It's, it's all on you now. I know. I'm doing good. It's busy as ever, as always, which is good, though. I mean, I feel like heading into recession, you probably should be as busy as you possibly can, store the capital so that you can you know, deploy that capital when necessary. It's a decent idea. Good opportunities. That's that, right. That's my plan right now. Yeah. I just got to find the capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do agree with that plan for sure. Well, hey, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, make sure you smash that follow, that like, that subscribe, whatever the button is that's in front of you, hit all of them. Share it with a friend, do all that stuff. You know, I know the show loves our personal stories. So I just wanted to ask you, have you always had an issue with me being late? Or is this just like a new thing? <laughs> as long as I can remember, I have been dealing with you being late to this. Now, when I was younger, it was, wasn't for good excuses. Now I feel like I, I can't help it. I said several times while we were waiting on you that, you know, not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but we also can't sit here for an hour waiting on this to end. We're going to have to go sometime. I was here in plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, plenty yeah. of time. But yes, earlier when we were younger, uh, <laughs> there also used to be more problems with you being late. That yeah, and my, some very the excuses were way specific worse. Specific instances yeah. that I remember Charlie being late. And, and of course, uh, John, uh, who's in the live group here, John King, our good friend. He was also part of the show for a while. Yeah, he was also part of the reason that you were um, late in Greenland, but we won't go into that. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if any. I don't know if the whole podcast knows all of the Greenland story. Maybe that's. Maybe we should do a, a, a members only exclusive. We've show. talked about that before. We talk about our music stories, some mm-hmm. of them, and not all of them. But yeah, I'm just saying I may go into detail if you sign up at joingml.com. And maybe you could hear that. We'll do a special show that I'll be late for, but we're going to do it. So, okay. Speaking of shenanigans, Nate, tell me about old Hunter Biden. Whoa, dude. <laughs> I was showing Charlie all the stuff under this hashtag yesterday. And uh, man, hundreds of thousands of mentions on Twitter. Surprisingly enough, no one is talking about it today. Not mm-hmm. mentioned on trending topics or anything it's like today. Like half a million yesterday? It's about half a million or so uh, talking about Hunter Biden. And everyone got all their Hunter Biden tweets out, and it's all gone now. No one cares anymore. <laughs> Yesterday was Hunter Biden Day. That's what's happening. Today's Prime Day, Nate. I mean, everybody's out there getting deals. Of course. And not even just at Amazon, by the way. I see a lot of places trying to lower their prices to compete with Amazon. Isn't that something? Thank you, Amazon, for creating market <laughs> competition where people would try to entice business to, to them instead of you today. That's awesome. It works out for everyone. It does. Anyway, Hunter Biden. Found out a couple things about him. That guy's getting deals, too. <laughs> he's he's working, okay? He's doing hard work out there. Found out too much about Hunter Biden, actually, yesterday, scrolling through Twitter. It's a lot more than I thought I was ever going to see of Hunter Biden. Yeah. Now, um, this story just isn't official yet because I haven't seen anyone in the mainstream media really address it. So I think that they're Except still trying Fox. to verify. Yeah. Fox is the only one. And, which, by the way, like not the biggest media channel mm-hmm. that there is for one single channel but of course everyone on the right's talking about it everyone on the left is trying to divert your attention to the january 6 hearings that are going on right now <laughs> it's all that live on youtube so very yeah. very important stuff that we have to worry about 
Uh, but, okay, so from the Hunter Biden thing, I guess I have a couple words to say on it. One, he probably did some shady stuff when it comes to business dealings. Now, I don't know that for sure, but it seems to be the case. So would you would you concur? Oh, I would say that. I, can we first talk about the human element? Yes. Let's do that first. Yeah, we can do that. So Because then we can roast him after that. Okay, so we're going to play this. Uh, this is a voicemail. Now, I was scrolling through, listening to this stuff last night, and I accidentally came across a voicemail that for just a moment reminded me that Joe Biden is a human being, is a, is a man. And uh, so, is, well, sorry, I don't want to say that, but he's a human being. He's human. We yeah. know that. And so is Hunter. So, yeah. As well. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going through any problems in life, you know, people got problems, you know. Okay, that happens. You're going through issues with drugs. I mean, it was, this is something that now, does. Most people don't have like infinite money and protection. Mm -hmm. and But everybody's got problems. <laughs> yes. Now, if you are going through a drug problem, please don't like steal money from me and then give it to people in other countries or use it to create like really good deals that can enrich yourself. Like I would prefer you not do that. That's in the latter stages of drug addiction mm -hmm. that you do that. But when it comes that's, to all of the that's step 13 that they don't talk about <laughs> when it comes to all the other drug, I'll just say like, I don't care about the fact that Hunter does crack or, uh, or hookers or whatever, any of that stuff. Now I would, prefer that he would be subject to the same laws that everyone else is. But my call isn't for Hunter Biden to be put in jail. My call would be for Hunter Biden to be uh, an example for the fact that we should release a bunch of other people from jail. And, you know, I don't fix the problem by putting him in jail because he did crack or that he had prostitutes. So anyway, all that being said, caught this video. I don't have to play it because it's just sound of a, of a voicemail that Joseph R. Biden left his son when some crazy stuff was going on. And we're going to play it real quick. And I'm sorry if it makes you feel like Joe Biden is a human. Here you go. It's dad. I called to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. I gotta get some help. I don't know what to do. I know you don't either. But I'm here no matter what you need. No matter what you need, I love you. Ugh! Now that is gut wrenching. It is. I gotta tell yeah. you. I mean, and as a dad, like, you know, for those of you that are dads, you'll understand this when you have, like, when you have kids, and you probably will understand it even if you don't. But you know, when you have that bond with a kid, even if your kid is screwing up, like, you still want the best for them. Like, mm -hmm. you want, like, you want to be able to protect them, and you want to be able to. You want you like you have this life and vision for them where they're they're, they're going to achieve things and accomplish and you're going to be proud of all those things, and like that never goes away regardless of how terrible your you know the human you help create could be, <laughs> right? I mean, in this case, pretty terrible. And in this case, it, it from all evidence so far seems like he's making some really bad decisions. And that um, that does happen, but. But, we all have to remember the, that, that that does happen. And there there is, of course, the shady business dealings and the corruption. And there's also a father and son that are, that yes. are talking back and forth. Well, and when I say human element, what I want to talk about real quick is that we all do <laughs> have problems and we all go through things. Um, Nate, you are very public about your recovery. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have been very public about my grievances, or not grievances, my sins, if you will. Um, and so it's not like... it's. 
Stephanie said the other day, if I ever run for office, like, good, you know, good luck or whatever. I'm like, drag it out. Yeah. Get the bones out of the closet. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, well, we've all been through things. And so that's, I, I don't want to mix up that element with the real problem, which is using taxpayer money, bribing, doing all of the, the actual, uh, criminal things. Now I don't, I wouldn't encourage people to, uh, you know, hook up with prostitutes and take them across state lines and smoke crack or any of those things, but that, that really doesn't, his partying doesn't really matter as much to me when it comes to how it actually affects society. I think, I think he needs a lot of help. Um, and I think his obviously his dad wants him to get help is what it sounds like. Um, and I just don't want you guys to forget that part of it. Now, the other parts where he's, you know, for instance, I, the picture with all the little girls, disgusting. I mean, yeah, I, like that's, I, would, I don't know if everyone saw that one. I but. would hang him for that if he was actually, yeah. you know, engaging in, in that disgusting behavior. I was actually afraid to it. text that to you yeah. yesterday, but I did anyway because I wanted you to see it. Um, and then, of course, the shady business dealings um, that probably include taxpayer money and, you know, all kinds of bribery and things that are like so horrible. Mm-hmm. That that can't be excused. That's that all, not that's not something you get help for. Like that all pedophilia, needs to be investigated. Pedophilia and like those types of things that you can't get help for that. Yeah, like that's those are types of things where I where I think that the the law should um, take away your liberty and your rights, <laughs> obviously. Um, but the drug stuff, you know, definitely a man that um, needs help with that. So, all right. So anyway, we'll, that's my. That's we'll cover that more as on that. more videos are released from Hunter Biden's hacked iCloud account. Thank you, 4chan, for taking care of that for all of us and giving us some great content. We do appreciate you, for sure. Uh, Charlie, we said at the end of the show yesterday that we would discuss Michael Moore's 28th Amendment mm. at the beginning of today's show. And we did already do the Hunter Biden thing. But um, why don't you, since you like the law, you like reading these cons- the constitutional text. Um, why don't you run us through the 28th Amendment by Michael Moore? This is his proposal to repeal and replace. Mm-hmm. You guys have heard that before. You have to repeal and replace the Second Amendment. This mm. is the 28th. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, we only get one mind. And it's a terrible thing to waste. I've never really thought about it this way, but it's probably something you should take care of. Don't you think so? I think you should. I don't know if you all thought about that before, but we only get this one brain as far as we know. And just like if you only have one car for the rest of your life, you probably want to do a little bit of maintenance on it. Maybe you want to learn new stuff, maybe find different ways to, to de-stress. Working out, that's something I heard about one time. You, there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. And look, I use online therapy from BetterHelp, and it has changed my life. This company, you use BetterHelp? I use BetterHelp. How long would you say you've been using it? For a little over a year now. Nice. I've been part of BetterHelp. My therapist is a great, great therapist. He listens to my problems, my woes, my highs and my lows, and he is uh, he's excellent. I love talking to him. I can set up a video call, a phone call, or I can even text him when I'm feeling certain things, and he gets right back to me. And by the way, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Trust me, I have done both of them, and BetterHelp is much more affordable, and you can even be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Sign up. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash GML. 
for Good Morning Liberty, GML. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Well, folks, we just got some big news from our friend Mikkel Thurup over at expatmoney.com, and that's that they have confirmed the one and only Dr. Ron Paul for the Expat Money Summit. That is the online free Expat Money Summit coming up in November. Of course, the link will be in the show notes, but you are going to learn all kinds of stuff from 30 experts, including Ron Paul. Everything from how to secure your own Plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, to centralized finance, to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, stuff about gold and silver and other precious metals. Of course, I can get a second passport to travel the globe. And by the way, we just had Mikkel on episode 757 not too long ago, talking about all the great things that they are showing people over at expatmoney.com. And of course, there's the Expat Money Show, the podcast on all of your podcast apps. We will put a link to that in the show notes as well. You can go listen to that with tons of great interviews and content constantly streaming out from Mikkel. So once again, register now for free. That's the expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what's happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free. That's expatmoneysummit.com. And go listen to the Expat Money Show on all of your podcast apps. Section one. The inalienable right of the free people to be kept safe from gun violence and the fear thereof must not be infringed and shall be protected by the Congress and the states. This amendment thus repeals and replaces the Second Amendment. Now that, okay, first off, the inalienable right of a free people to be kept safe from gun violence. Mm -hmm. Now you're really putting... A lot of work there on the part of the cops, by the way, for to to be running private security for every single home. Which the Supreme Court has ruled that they don't have a duty yeah. to protect you. They already don't have to do that. But now remember, the, okay, you repeal the Second Amendment. doesn't mean all the guns are gone. So there's still going to be gun violence. It's always going to be there. Bad people are going to have guns. But you have an inalienable right to be kept safe from gun violence. So already impossible. And not only that. Fear. Yeah. You can't. Kept safe from fear. Yes. So. That's not subjective. No, of course not. At all. All right. Section two. Congress shall create a mandatory system of firearm registration and licensing for the following limited purposes. Now, the people still have firearms. How are you going to keep them safe from fear? Mm, that's true. Mm. But anyway, Michael Moore doesn't want to take all your guns. Okay? Well, but you do he this, wants, though, because no one, like. No one ever registered and passed a background check and then committed a crime with the gun afterwards. So we're not. we're just talking about the right people yeah. getting the guns mm -hmm. here because they're right. they're not going to do bad things. Mm -hmm. So uh, you you can have guns for limited purposes here: a licensed hunters hunters of game, b licensed ranges for the sport of target shooting. No one's ever died at a range before. No, well, like how, you can have a gun. Okay, so you just need to become a. A target shooter? No, I, I assume he's talking about like those Olympics targets. Do you have to like ski to the to the place and then get that little that little rifle off your back? Like, or the, is that what he's talking about? Maybe. Okay. And C for the few, for the few, not the many, the few, and the proud. 
the Marines. Now, the few who can demonstrate demonstrate a special need for personal protection, because of course, the Hollywood elite, yeah. the Hollywood elite wants to make sure that they can keep their personal protection. They they can demonstrate a need, and they know a congressman or two that they can um, get. We saw this on uh, what is it Billions in New York, where he gives the special permit to the guy. Who oh up, yeah, yeah, he ends up yeah. That's right. Shooting someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's all about who you know and who you blow, Joe. All right. Um, all who seek a firearm will undergo a strict vetting process with a thorough background check, including the written and confidential approval of family members, spouses, and ex-spouses, and or partners and ex-partners, co-workers and neighbors. What? Hold on, because I was trying to take notes and you listed too many people down right there. Who okay. all has to have like written approval for you to get a gun? Family members, spouses, ex-spouses, partners, ex-partners, co-workers, and neighbors. A mental okay. health. <laughs> so you just got to get a permission slip from all those You people. have to provide the paper and the pens because, good Lord. A mental health check will also be required. There will, there will be a waiting period of one month to complete the full background check. That seems simple enough. Right? <laughs> That's really easy. Just all of, even your ex-partners. Now, how are they going to prove partners and ex-partners? Like, these are people that you were never legally bound to. Also, let's apply this to the same inalienable right of abortion. <laughs> yeah. One month waiting period for a full background <laughs> check. Get permission from your spouse, your ex-spouses, and everybody that you want to kill your baby. See, All Charlie right. cannot get away from this idea that he has to control women's bodies. No, that's not it. That's I'm just all saying he thinks if, about. If you have an inalienable right to something, and, and this is how they this is how they make sure mm. that you anyway. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You know you know the thing. Section four. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot section three. Those who meet all the requirements for the restricted gun owners groups and successfully pass the background check must take a firearm safety class and pass a written test on an annual basis. So now you've gone through the rigmarole of getting everything in line, and then once a year you got to take a written test, as if writing down a test, whatever. Mm -hmm. Every year take a written test and a firearm safety class in case you forgot how to shoot. Section 4, the minimum age for the restricted groups who can own a firearm is 25 years old. Renewal and review of the firearms license will occur on an annual basis. Section 5, Congress shall st will stipulate and continually update the limited list of approved firearms for civilian use, including weapons in the future that are not yet invented. The following firearms are heretofore banned. All automatic and semi-automatic weapons and all devices which can enable a single shotgun, a single shotgun to fire automatically or semi-automatically. <laughs> all automatic and semi-automatic. Basically all guns. Like all guns. <laughs> Except for your muskets. You're going to have your bolt-action rifles, and that's about it. Bolt-action, lever-action. Lever-action. Yeah, that's fine. So the problem is... They didn't have those when they wrote the Second Amendment. Like the Founding Fathers didn't want you to have like a bolt-action rifle. Mm. They couldn't never imagine that kind of thing was going to exist. These weapons of war. Okay, anyway. Yeah, because even a, even a revolver would be considered a semi-automatic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Any weapon that can hold more than six bullets or rounds at a time or any magazine that holds more than six bullets. Wait. So it holds five? That's okay. I guess so. But it can't be semi-automatic. Mm-mm. Okay. Just, just making sure. All uh, guns, these are the ones that are banned now, all guns made of plastic or any homemade equipment 
and machinery or a 3D printer that can make a gun or weapon that can take a human life. Okay. This guy's solving problems out here. Yeah, they can definitely do that for sure. Um, now we have to register all the 3D printers by the way, as that's, well. That's not it. Okay. There's more. Uh, section six, Congress shall regulate all ammunition, capacity of ammunition, the storage of guns, gun locks, gun sights, body armor, and the sale and distribution of such items. No weapons of any kind whose sole intention is the premeditated elimination of human life are considered legal. Premeditated elimination of mm. human life? No weapon of any kind whose sole intention is the premeditated elimination of human life. There goes abortion. <laughs> now, does that, I mean, I've, I've got guns, but I don't plan on taking a human life. It's going to be in the heat of the moment. A second degree human life taking, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's not first degree. Anyway, just making sure this all makes sense. Congress may create future restrictions as this amendment specifically does not grant any American the right to own any weapon. So good luck with that. Section seven, police who are trained and vetted to use firearms shall be subject to comprehensive and continuous monitoring and shall be dismissed if found to exhibit any racist or violent behavior. Violent behavior? Any police officer who exhibits violent behavior. Mm. Define violent. I mean, I, f I feel like you want a police officer to be able to exhibit violent behavior when the, when the situation arises. Anyway. Just saying. Section eight. Persons already owning any of the above banned firearms and who do not fall into the legal groups of restricted firearms owners will have one month from the ratification of this amendment to turn in their firearms for destruction by local law enforcement. These local authorities may organize a gun buyback program to assist in this effort. Good luck with that. So this above constitutional amendment was written by Michael Moore of Michigan and presented to the 117th United States Congress on July 11th, 2022. He actually presented it. How about that? Okay. Well, hmm. that's great. You remember when your brother said, Charlie, no one wants to take your guns. Yeah. You're being ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's just craziness. I mean, that's been years ago now. It's a different, it's a different world we live in. Well, Beto came right out and said it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We're he did. You sent your, that to him, didn't you? When that when he said mm -hmm. that? We're coming for your AR eighteens. Okay, so there's and a lot of AK fifty sevens. A lot of opposing things happening inside of that there amendment, but hey, um what what else did you expect? I love that inalienable right to be safe from gun violence. And fear. <laughs> and fear <laughs> of gun violence. Thereof, meaning fear <sighs> from gun yeah. Ma'am. Okay. Let's get on to the topic du jour. Right now. Okay, so uh, this whole thing going on in Sri Lanka, I wanted to talk about it yesterday. Didn't have time to get to it. And saw some more stuff. I read this good article about it earlier when they were talking about Venezuela and Chile and, and uh, Germany and, and all that. Are you going to play and, the video? And we will. Okay. We will. First, I want to tell you the plan. I want to tell you what the plan is in Sri Lanka. I don't know if you heard, but things aren't exactly going well. And if you didn't know, Sri Lanka is over, over here, just a little bit south of India over there. And uh, so there's our, there's our globe. But anyway, this nice article on the World Economic Forum website. Actually, it's not on the World Economic Forum website. It's on the Wayback Machine, uh, which luckily captured this article before they got rid of it when, the whole, when the whole country 
dissolved into chaos, they figure, well, maybe we should erase this. You know, people are able to find all those articles about how amazing Venezuela was going to be when Venezuela collapsed. Mm -hmm. And we need to get rid of this. So this is from the Sri Lanka prime minister. Uh, they're saying, this is how I will make my country rich by 2025. And so the World Economic Forum, super pumped about this. This is an important moment in Sri Lanka's development as the country continues to deliver on its plans for economic development and stands on the cusp of a transition to a knowledge-based economy. Since 2015, Sri Lanka has put in place many of the building blocks needed to reinvigorate its socioeconomic and political architecture. We've achieved many positive gains over the last three years. This is from 2018, by the way. Through bold policy initiatives and pragmatic strategies, our economic policy, which they've called Vision 2025, is firmly embedded in several principles. They, which they did call. They used to call it that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it's called I Hope I'm Still Alive in 2025. <laughs> Including a social market economy that delivers economic dividends to all. In the first place, we need to ensure we have a skill pool that matches the job market's demands. Sri Lanka's education system is being transformed through progressive and important policy reform. The minimum length of schooling has been increased to 13 years. Now, this is going to, they're going to be wealthy by 2025. While better education is being brought to rural areas through the nearest school is the best program. That's not true, by the way. The, the program is called the nearest school is the best. That is not stati statistically accurate mm -hmm. at all. They can't all be the best, uh, depending on how close it is to where you are. It's the best for the government. Yes. They didn't say who it was the best for. They just said it was the best. Further, we have <laughs> taken action to empower new and innovative ideas by strengthening the intellectual property regime in Sri Lanka. The plan for an empowered Sri Lanka identifies the priorities of raising incomes, ensuring employment and housing for all, and improving the quality of life for all citizens. That sounds great. It's going to be awesome. That sounds awesome. The plan is delivering impressive results. The current government has created over 460,000 jobs and helped more than 260,000 families secure a home. Nice. The government has also invested in some mega projects, including the Colombo Megapolis constructions to build the city of the future. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And irrigation projects, including the bunch of really long names I don't want to say, Dam, mm, which is at a least weird name. Attempt it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moragaakanda, <laughs> Kalugangada Dam. Sure. I go. think you had an extra D in there, but that or wasn't that bad. Or the MK Dam. The Just, MK Dam, mm. yes. To generate green energy and provide water resources for agro production. We've encouraged strong public private partnerships and enabled institutions to become more transparent and efficient. The drive to end corruption is strong. We've enacted policy and legislative changes to facilitate doing business with Sri Lanka. It now ranks second in South Asia, according to the World Bank. That's great. We have also played a constructive role in promoting international and regional initiatives in many areas, ranging from the environment and climate change to maritime security and migration. It is our commitment to use the strategic potential of the country, including its vibrant maritime connectivity, for enhancing friendly cooperation with all partners while reaping the economic benefits for all of our people. Okay, a couple other points from this next one, and then Charlie's going to read this thing from Michael Schellenberger. Wait, did I say that right? Or is it Schellenberg? 
Yeah, Schellenberger. Okay. Okay, so Vision 2025, a couple bullet points here. The new vision sets out a course of reforms to make the country more competitive and lift all of Sri Lankan's standards of living. They... Now, let me say, that's not a bad aim. No. No, yeah. I mean, that's totally fine. It's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I hope they get it. I hope they're able to do it. These reforms range from the pressing need for labor law reform to restructuring social safety net programs and boosting technology acquisition. Here's how Sri Lanka intends to transition to a more competitive and inclusive upper middle income country. And how the World Bank Group, a partner of nearly six decades, will continue supporting its development. Now here's a problem. Its growth has been geographically uneven. Vision 2025 pinpoints how unequal economic development across provinces has contributed to a large income disparity in Sri Lanka. That's not fair. So they're going to fix this. Among a slew of programs focused on underserved communities and regions is the World Bank-supported Northeast Local Services Improvement Project, which helped improve infrastructure and the delivery of public services in isolated communities. The project paved the way for local development support project, which aims to improve the livelihoods of vulnerable populations and make local governments more efficient and accountable. How about that? That's good. So they're also going to fix their land administration. They're going to go with their aging population. So they're going to come up with all types of retirement plans and pension schemes. They actually have one called the Public Servants Pension Scheme. Scheme, scheme. just kind of sounds negative to me, but I don't know. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Um, that's fine. So here's, you know, all these great goals and you should have great goals as the leader of a country. And that was in, uh, that was in 20, that was in 2018. So clearly, um, everything went fine. Everything ended up fine. Tonight in Sri Lanka, the country's most chaotic day in months of political turmoil. Tens of thousands of people storming the presidential palace and prime minister's home, setting fire to one of the buildings on Saturday in a rage over the nation's severe economic crisis. Soldiers were unable to hold back protesters from entering the homes, firing shots and tear gas. More than 30 people reported hurt in the chaos. Protesters holding President Gotabaya Rajapaksha responsible for the nation's economic meltdown, setting off acute shortages of essential items like food, fuel, medicine, and other necessities. Reuters reporting the president evacuated Friday as a safety precaution ahead of the planned protest, according to two defense ministry sources. Footage from the presidential palace also showed people taking a swim in the pool, working out and relaxing on beds, some making statements from the conference room that the president and prime minister, Renil Wick Ramasinghe, must immediately quit. To get rid of the president and the prime minister and to um, have a new era for Sri Lanka. Um, also, I feel very, very sad that they didn't go earlier because had they gone earlier, there wouldn't have been any destruction. And it's time that we got all our stolen money back to this country. The president and prime So, Charlie... How would you say it's going over there? Uh, looks like it's right on schedule. Now, <laughs> what happened? That's what I want to know, because everything was going swimmingly. Oh, by the way, we might as well play this video of people storming uh, the insurrection that took place a few days ago there, storming the presidential palace. That's a lot of people. Look at those uh, MAGA flags over there. <laughs> It's like a beautiful place. It does. 
And the guy just this guy wearing horns. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's happening. Now, we know Jan Six was worse. Okay. Uh, of Don't course try it to was. compare these two. I know. I'm I'm dismissing okay. The this, uh, assault on democracy. You could call this insurrection. Yeah. That's fine. But don't mm-hmm. think it's anything like the Jan 6 insurrection. Okay, Nate? Of course Jan not. Jan 6 was the worst day in world history. And these are people that are clearly upset that their taxes were reduced in late 2019. This correct? must be the white supremacist yeah, that's what it side is. of the Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah, you're right, T-Dub. Thank you. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> MSLGA. I like it. Muslga. <laughs> okay, there is a piece in here from Michael Schellenberger, Charlie, um, about one of the main things that led to this. And then I'll tell you what everyone else is saying to help lead to this. Now, surprisingly, people are pinpointing what Michael Schellenberger is pointing out mm-hmm. in this article, but they're also leading with some other ridiculous items before this. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Sri Lanka has fallen. Have you guys seen Olympus has fallen? No, oh, this one's going to be yeah. way better than that, though. Protesters breached the official residences of Sri Lanka's prime minister and president who have fled to undisclosed locations out of fear of death. Now, with a vision like that, why would you have to flee? I don't know. They're all going to be equal yeah. here pretty soon. So um, that's, that's good. The proximate reason is that the nation is bankrupt, suffering its worst financial crisis in decades. Millions are struggling to purchase food, medicine, and fuel. Energy shortages and inflation were major factors behind the crisis. Uh, COVID's fault. Mm-hmm. Right? This, mm-hmm. COVID ruined their vision. COVID this, itself, yeah. Yeah, it could be economics. <laughs> Energy shortages and inflation were major factors behind the crisis. Surprise it. They, they're not screaming COVID. Inflation in June in Sri Lanka was over 50%. Food prices rose by 80%. And a half a million people fell into poverty over the last year. But the underlying reason reason for the fall of Sri Lanka is that its leaders fell under the spell of Western green elites peddling organic agriculture and ESG, which refers to investments made following supposedly higher environmental, social, and governance criteria. Sri Lanka has a near-perfect ESG score, 98, which is higher than Sweden, 96, or the United States, 51. So it wasn't a failure. They scored... No, they got... They're number one. They got really high scores. They're number one, guys. They still get a diploma. The ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were other factors behind Sri Lanka's fall. COVID lockdowns and a 2019 bombing hurt tourism. Sri Lanka racked up a huge foreign debt and higher oil prices meant transportation prices rose 128% since May. Now let's talk about that real quick. We see what's going on in this country. And obviously I don't like this for any of the people that are there. Um, the, the higher oil prices, let me harp on this one more time again, is a consequence of the world's virtue signaling about their anger of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And that's, that's what's happening right now. And so they are having a hard time dealing with their increased energy prices. It's almost mm-hmm. like there's consequences around the world that affect millions of people when you make decisions like this. In Sri Lanka alone, half a million people have fallen into poverty in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Half a million. They just, it's what insane. they need is a government program that just pays them, you know, above whatever the poverty yeah. line is. They like a negative a, income tax. They probably need a vaccination against poverty. Mm, 
yeah. And yeah. Or mm-hmm. wear your mask against poverty. Poverty vax. Mm-hmm. But the biggest and main problem, here's the real reason. We're, being, we're saying a lot of jokes here. Here's the real reason. The biggest and main problem causing Sri Lanka's fall was its ban on chemical fertilizers in April 2021. Many other developing nations had to deal with similar challenges, including COVID and high foreign debt, but have not collapsed yet. Uh, Indonesia has suffered terrorist bombings, but managed to rebound and tourism rebounded in Sri Lanka starting last year. Now, the other thing I want to mention here um, is that it's not it's not like a bad thing to try to move away from chemical fertilizers. It's not a bad thing. If you, but you better make sure that you can replace them because the problem is here is one third of Sri Lanka's farmlands were dormant in 2021 due to the fertilizer ban. Over 90% of Sri Lanka's farmers had used chemical fertilizers before they were banned. After they were banned, an astonishing 85% experienced crop losses. The numbers are shocking. After the fertilizer ban, uh, rice production fell 20% and prices skyrocketed 50% in just six months. Sri Lanka had to import $450 million worth of rice despite having been self-sufficient in the grain just months earlier. Months earlier. The price of carrots and tomatoes rose fivefold. While there are just 2 million farmers in Sri Lanka, 15 million of the country's 22 million people were dependent on farming. Things were worse for smaller farmers. In the... Uh, in another region. Rajanagajaya region. <laughs> where the majority... <laughs> you know, I love, the, I love that you just go for it, though. I do, yeah. I would have just said... I in throw another. it out there, and then someone corrects me, and that way I learn. Okay? Ra- <laughs> Raja... Gananja. Ganaya. 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 Raja Ganaya. Raja Ganaya. See? It's easy, folks. Raja Ganaya. Region. (laughs) Would you just say that like you were Italian? (laughs) Italian. (laughs) Raja Ganaya. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's another region in Sri Lanka, by the way, Uh, where the majority farmers operate just a hectare, just 2.5 acres. Families reported 50 to 60% reductions in crop harvest. 50 to 60%. Imagine, like you just lose half your house. You go home and half of it's gone. Mm-hmm. Except for this is food production. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, I'm trying to make it real. Most people I know aren't that. farmers I in know. America. So I know. I'm trying to you know, set the stage here. Quote, before the ban, this was one of the biggest markets in the country with tons and tons of rice and vegetables, said one farmer earlier this year. But after the ban, it became almost zero. If you talk to the rice mills, they don't have any stock because people's harvest dropped so much. The income of this whole community has dropped to an extremely low level. Equity, folks. Well, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting equaled out right now. But the damage to tea was the key to Sri Lanka's financial failure. Now, tea always plays such an important role. Tea has been important for quite a long time. <laughs> you know, the, people need to start paying attention to tea. Mm-hmm. You know, for markets, all kinds of stuff. That is Just how you dominate the world. Look at tea. What's happening with tea? Okay. Tea, very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very important. Tea. Tea production had generated $1.3 billion in exports annually. Tea exports paid for 71% of the nation's food imports before 2021. Then tea production and exports crashed 18% between November and February of uh, 2022, reaching their lowest level in 23 years. 
The government's devastating ban on fertilizer thus destroyed the ability of Sri Lanka to pay for food, fuel, and service its debt. At the end of August 2021, the president declared a state of emergency and two months later tried to reverse course, but it was too late. Quote, we don't have enough chemical fertilizers, Rajapaksa said. Quote, because we, did not, because we didn't import them. There is a shortage. Now, one more time again, what Charlie just said. The president tried to backpedal on this and said that there is a shortage of fertilizers so they couldn't import them. Not that there was a ban. No, not that he had banned them mm. and they tried to reverse course. He said, oh, sorry, there's, there's a, you know, I want you guys to use your fertilizers, but there's a shortage out there. Mm-hmm. And we can't pay for anything because we don't have any money because we have banned fertilizers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In May of 2022, so just a couple months ago, Sri Lanka failed to pay $77 million on its foreign debt repayments. It seems like a small amount, but the default made it hard for Sri Lanka to borrow money, and so it devalued its currency. Inflation rose 30%, and the government ran out of the cash it needed to import fuel, food, and, me- and medicines. What exactly was the prime minister and others in Sri Lanka leaders thinking? Why did they engage in such a radical experiment? The one that's been tried over and over and over again. Now, here we go with another example. Of course, this isn't real socialism either, Nate. No. Obviously, it ends in, well, the disaster is starting. So, of course, now we know. A couple of years ago, it might have been real socialism because everything was going great. Well, but then the wrong person uh, won the election in 2018. And see, they came in and they lowered taxes. Mm. And so that that destroyed the uh, the perfect socialist yeah. plan mm-hmm. that they had been uh, working out. Now, I do feel, I mean, I, I do feel horrible for these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, once again, we see how the system of equity, socialism, communism, whatever you want to say, we see how it plays out in the end. It's and not it, even, and it becomes absolutely horrible. And then the people who started it all, they get to flee mm-hmm. and be, protect themselves. They're still rich. They probably flew out in private jets with security and all kinds of stuff. And here, who who ends up suffering? Um, that girl right there in that photo, and those people over there get the water cannon shot at them. Those are the ones who end up suffering. This one's a little bit different because there was a very specific decision. Now they likely were not going to be able to. Uh, we, we know how this always plays out. They are a small island nation. Maybe they can make a. Uh, redistributive policy work out there. Maybe they can get equity in their country that's the size of, uh, you know, New York City or whatever. Uh, maybe they can do that. But then they did a couple really dumb things. They lowered these taxes, which accounted for almost none of their loss, but that's what people are going to blame it on. I'll show you guys here in a sec. Um, then they shut down their economy because of COVID. One of the stipulations with COVID, it's in the, it's in the uh, genome, uh, it's in the sequencing. Mm. It's this thing that gets into your systems and it, and it shuts down the economy. That's the one vaccine that we didn't, we weren't able to create was that part of the virus that affects your economy and shuts it down. Mm. And the people in the government, they can't do anything about it. You know, they can't solve this problem at all. Well, nobody's wearing masks in this picture. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So they clearly don't care about human life mm-hmm. in the first place. Uh, so they shut down their economy. That hurts the tourism. They did have a big terrorist attack there that was widely uh, publicized. They shut that down. They're heavily dependent on import-export, of course, like most people are. And then they pull this thing out of their ass, their, le- their left ass. 
oh, you know, we're going to... 90% of our farmers use fertilizer. We're completely dependent on this production of food and especially tea. You know, people like tea and we're completely dependent. But, you know, we're just going to ban fertilizer. I don't have time to Google whether or not that's a good idea, uh, but we're definitely going to ban it. You know why? I'm just going to speculate here. The World Bank, they come in and they say, you know what? You bump that ESG score up. That's like your credit score. You know, you bump that ESG score up a little bit, keep giving you guys some money. You know, we'll keep we'll keep floating you guys while you're bi- bi- building your your mega city that's out there. It's going to bring all the people in, no problem. That's okay. So they bump that ESG score up a little bit, get it up to ninety eight. That gets them a better interest rate on their debt from the World Bank, and <clears throat> they completely destroy their crop production. Y'all, it's great. Like I try to buy organic food when I can. You know, depends on. You know, how I'm feeling economically at the time. or how, By the way, they still use chemicals. They're just not the <laughs> synthetic chemicals. Yeah. They're, they're they still, organic chemicals. <laughs> they still use stuff. Maybe they use some uh, some guano or something like that to, mm-hmm. to help it grow. But when you don't use... There's a reason those chemicals were invented. There's a reason people use them. Because it bumps up the crop yield. You can also use the pesticides and all that to keep the bugs from eating your crops and keep the fungus, the, the fungi, off of your crops. And you can use a fertilizer to, to get more production per hectare that they're, that they're using over there. And they just decide, oh, we're just going to get rid of it. You know why climate change? We care so much about the people in our country that we are going to stop climate change by killing everyone <laughs> is essentially what they said. Mm-hmm. And um, it just might work. We'll have to look at the carbon numbers. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's sad. It's sad that we have to keep playing this experiment over and over and over and over again. And, you know, we read, you read that article before, which when you read that, it's like, oh, that's like, it's always sounds so good. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, everyone's going to be rich and everyone's going to have everything they need and no one's going to get sick or die. And every, like you're, you, this is, you're bringing the utopia to earth. This sounds incredible. They're going to help their underserved communities. And every time, every time it is tried, it ends in complete disaster. Now, not as bad as Jan 6. We know that, guys. That's number one in the world. Everyone recognizes that. Even these Sri Lankans probably recognize that, that their insurrection didn't even come close to touching Jan 6. But they're still upset about it. Now, the Washington Post... They, lie, they laid out a great explanation for what happened. They get down to the bottom of this problem. Because you know this economic crisis that they're in. <clears throat> this has probably been going on for a bit. This has been in the works for a while. And so you need a reputable news organization to trace back this issue to where it started. Is that because Elon Musk hasn't donated any money to them? That's potential. He could just buy that. Maybe that's why he pulled out of the Twitter deal. He's just going to buy Sri Lanka mm, instead. Okay. I don't know. Uh, not a bad, not a terrible plan. Uh, could end up being worth it. I don't know. So how did this crisis start from the Washington Post? Literally, number one, how did this crisis start? Well, in late 2019, the newly elected president carried out populist tax cuts reducing revenues just months before the pandemic devastated the economy. The pandemic devastated the economy. Mm -hmm. 
International flights were grounded. Lockdowns were ordered. Remittances from overseas, they dried up because so many people from overseas were losing their jobs. So people weren't working overseas and sending the money back home. Even though they've received credit lines from their neighbors, it was unable to regularly pay for imports of fuel and essential foods. So, and then at the end of that, they say, to make matters worse, they pivoted, they pivoted to organic farming. I don't know if you think about like what it would look like as an entire nation's economy to pivot to a new style of farming. But in this case, what they did was they banned the other style of farming and everyone had to switch to it overnight. Same thing as pivoting. It's just like pivoting. Mm -hmm. You ban going that direction. So then you have to pivot Mm -hmm. in this direction afterwards. So then when you feel like pivoting or when you're forced to pivot. Yep. Yeah. These, uh, this ban, it triggered farmer protests and then it saw production of critical tea and rice crops decline, of course. Uh, so anyway, they, they really lined this all out for us. How did the crisis start? Where did the crisis start? It started in 2019 when the president cut taxes. That's boom. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Thank you, Washington mm-hmm. Post, for all of the information. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, if he just wouldn't have cut those damn taxes. Well, and it was a big, it was a big, <clears throat> it's just a big mismanagementism. They didn't mm-hmm. have the right person in charge because it goes on in number two. What pushed it into default? Well, mismanage of external debt. Big problem of mismanagementism. Mm-hmm. The wrong people in charge. Once again, of this experiment, the wrong people are in charge. When are they going to get real socialism right? They need someone else in charge. We need we need to bring Marx back, man. If we can start cloning people, mm. he's the first person. We gotta we gotta pay the twelve bucks and go see his body and get his DNA and. Uh, and, and clone that guy so we can bring him back, so we can run a country. Uh, the other thing they, of course, mentioned is Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Putin price hikes, which has been a common phrase in Sri Lanka for the last six months or so. They've been talking about the Putin price hikes, of course. In fact, most of the signs uh, were not actually, they actually were storming that building because they thought that Putin was inside the building. They were just trying mm-hmm. to get to him because that's where the main problem uh, came from. So anyhow, that's what we got right now. Now, those tax rates, by the way, they had a VAT, the value-added tax, which was 15. They lowered to 8. Now, this is in late 2019, mind you. COVID cropped up in February of 2020. But lowering these taxes in late 2019. That was the domino. That that was the problem right there. Mm -hmm. About 2% of the gross domestic product was lost in revenues because of these tax cuts. 2%. That's all it takes to tip a country into an economic disaster. So their, their GDP is about, I think I saw in there 81 billion was 2% of 81 billion, $16 million or $160 million. I don't know, man. You do the math on that. I think you're talking about like, 160 million would be 2% of 81 billion. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was still trying to figure out whether or not the 81 billion figure was correct. So I wasn't really trying to do the math right, during that time. Right up here, the $81 billion economy. Yep. So that means their GDP is 81 billion, basically. So 2% would be about 160 million. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Well, they had that $77 million payment that they uh, defaulted on, mm-hmm. but they could have made that a couple times. They had an extra month's worth of course, that they would have had not spent on anything else. Mm-hmm. So what about the spending side of things? This 
megapolis that they were trying to build mm-hmm. or all their other projects that were going on. No, spending never has anything to do with it, Nate. No, it's all the revenues always, that you're taking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always the theft. Yeah. If you ever lower the amount of theft, that's what creates all the problems. Yeah, you that guys, is the biggest issue. You guys know this, okay? Okay, don't uh, don't be a Sri Lanka. Mm. Don't do it. I hope that they make it through this okay, and I hope that they figure out the actual way to solve their problems. Um, yeah, shutting down your entire economy and then killing your own food production inside of the country. Turns out, I know it sounds good at first when we first bring that up. You're like, oh, yeah, shutting down the economy, stopping people from producing food. Okay, yeah, we'll try it. I'll try anything once. And that's all it took, you know? This is like uh, Hunter Biden trying crack for that first time. This is the problem I have. You know, I've been thinking about this lately. <clears throat> that the biggest, the biggest problem I see is that everyone is so narrowly focused, which isn't a bad thing, by the way. It's good. It is a good thing to be narrowly focused. You have to be focused in life to accomplish great things. Okay. If you have, if you're trying to do too much, well, then you just become overwhelmed and you can't take care of everything. So you do have to be focused. But the problem is, is they, they, these people focus on one specific thing and they think that that is the only solution to solve every single problem. We saw it with COVID. We're seeing it with economies. We're seeing it with all kinds of things. When you and I have been talking about for the longest time, which is you have to bring in multiple sources of experts to make sure that when you are trying to solve a problem, you don't create other problems in the wake. Again, trying to move away from chemical fertilizers that may cause cancer or whatever the the thing may be that's not necessarily a bad thing but if you, you talk, have a if you have a something to replace it with right but that's the thing when you're talking about banning it it's like well we're going to solve the problem of cancer well what's it matter if you solve the problem of cancer if a million people starve to death well, it's not just that they're trying what? to do it because of climate change, because it takes well, a lot of too, it takes a lot of energy to. I think you uh, missed what I said. This. I think you missed what I said at the beginning, which is everyone's so narrowly focused on thinking that their focused solution will solve the problem, and it like it may that may actually solve that particular problem. But the problem is, you're forgetting what we call in the software world, which is regression testing. That if I implement the solution, is it going to break anything else? In the system, because these systems are complicated. That's not, you can't, you can't just introduce a solution to a system that's so complex because that could have downstream effects, downstream effects that you may not see for a couple of years, downstream effects you may not see for 20 years. You're talking about like, like unintended consequences? Unintended consequences. You have those in software too? We saw it. Yes. We <laughs> saw it with COVID. Like you, you're seeing this all like the problem with COVID is they had all these health ex- experts making all these decisions. And Nate and I said on the show so many times, it's like, well, what about the economy? What about suicides? What about drug overdose? I was trying to keep what Hunter about, Biden alive, man. Right. What about all these other things that kill humans? Does anybody else want to come into the room and say, hey, I really want to stop COVID deaths, but have we thought about if we do that, maybe it's going to cause some of these other deaths? And I'm like, no, 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 man, we don't need to think about that. Well, you don't care about old we, people. And, we don't need to think no. about that. It's only this one thing. And that's it. And it's, it's, it. That was a good shot right there in the camera, by the way. You're welcome. It bothers me so much that we can't, we haven't figured out how to bring in, like, let's start with a few. Like maybe experts from every field might be like too much. 
on the call or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we can at least have a Zoom call and maybe have like three or four different experts in different, uh, you know, like maybe they should have had a farming expert on the call in Sri Lanka. And we're like, hey, we're going to ban chemicals. And he could be like, if you do that, it's possible that we maybe only have half the crop re- production because all these things are going to happen. Like that may solve the chemical problem, but you know, a million people are going to starve to death. Do you want to do that? And they will be like, Oh, I haven't thought of it that way. Of course you haven't. Cause you're not the damn farmer. So like you have to bring these people, you have to bring different focused experts together to try to make these decisions. And I, I just, I get so angry because I feel like it's not that hard to do, but people are so narcissistic and set in their way of doing the thing their way perfectly and if you try to introduce anything else into it they just get mad at you and you're just you're a bigot what i would recommend is not trying to centrally plan an entire economy well that i mean that's obviously the (laughs) ultimate goal yes like you're trying to figure out how you would perfectly centrally plan the economy and i'm like well no even if you bring all those experts in they're still going to screw it up well yes because the real answer is the expert is the market yeah right let the market handle it because then you have all the experts giving all their opinion Sri all Lanka, at the same time. Sri Lanka should have had 22 million people weigh in on this decision Yes, by way of the market. That's Man. what they should have done. I smell an intense cleaning product I right now. Yeah, That's I do like too. Make, like yeah. I can feel my face swelling up. What is that, like pine saw or something? I don't it's know. coming through the vents. I don't know. Uh, that, that means we have to go. They didn't ask me. Yeah, I know. They could put pine saw in the vents. these externalities happening right now. We're going to be able to sue whoever this asshole is. Well, and the reason why I brought that up was like COVID, because like the whole COVID <sighs> government response, The re- like the reason I said that is like they were only health people making decisions. And I wish, at least in America, we could have multiple representatives, right, in our republic democracy um, that could represent multiple facets of those different types of things. The real answer that I hope we get to one day is the free market where you have 20 million or in the United States case, you have 300 million experts that are all literally giving you real time data all at the same time. And the adjustments are happening invisibly. Like a hand, like there's like a hand doing it, but you can't see it. So it's not a hand. Can't see the hand. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So that's a good idea. We should write that down. Yeah. should, yeah, you should take that. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, the invisible hand over Sri Lanka is giving them the finger. <laughs> All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button, the little plus sign on your Apple podcast or Spotify. Share the show with a friend, family member, a foe, and the children. Leave us a rating and review as well. And then go to joingml.com. Joingml.com. Sign up to be part of the live group. I'm telling you. Nate goes live every day at least two (laughs) hours before I get in the studio and you don't want to miss out on those wonderful conversations that I'm sure that you have with our lovely live group some good stuff join gmail.com I don't don't normally get like headaches join Nate's (laughs) pre-show join Nate's (laughs) pre-show.com go to that All right. if you do all those things we'll be back again tomorrow hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty you know the rapidly rising uh, um uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know, uh, uh.